Daily Gazette Company presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast studio in Schenectady, New York. It's a special edition of the podcast as we talk about the Buffalo Bills. Joining me is the sports anchor at WHAM-TV in Rochester, and she is one of the hosts of Buffalo Plus, a Buffalo Bills podcast. She is a 2009 Saratoga Springs High School graduate and a cancer survivor. Please welcome Jenna Cottrell to the program. And Jenna, welcome to the podcast and great to meet you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to talk a little Bills, talk a little Capital District. Uh, thank you for inviting me on. Well, let's see. Yeah, I appreciate you doing this. I mean, I, I follow your tweets and uh, the, the Bills right now. I mean, what a way to open the season. I mean, despite four turnovers in the uh, game last Thursday against the Rams, uh, you know, the Rams celebrating that Super Bowl championship, the Buffalo Bills were in control of that game and off to a great start. Man, let me tell you, I was out there in L.A. We got the chance to travel out there with the team to cover it. SoFi Stadium was beautiful. I mean, you had all the pomp and circumstance of kicking off the NFL season. You know, the Rams lowering that Super Bowl banner. And then the Bills went in there and made a dominant, big-time statement uh, to start off the season. Like you said, too, there were four turnovers in that game, three early on. It looked like the Bills, you know, they were tied with the Rams at halftime. And then in that second half, it's the phenomenon that I'm very used to now, but Josh Allen just taking over in that game. I mean, to see the player that he has become, the spotlight that has been on this Bills team, you know, the expectations, the Super Bowl favorites coming into this year. Look, it's a long season. The players are the first ones to tell you that. But at the same point, I mean, what a way to open up the year. What a confidence builder for this team. You know they're going to have their bullseye, that bullseye on their back. But, I mean, they rose to the occasion. Yeah, Josh Allen, I mean, it's amazing his his progression over the years. I mean, I don't know if we're going to call him the, the new Jim Kelly just yet. But uh, he, is, he getting, <laughs> is he getting there? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, in the western New York area, I mean, it is all everything. Josh Allen. I mean, this man is beloved. Jim Kelly, obviously, the, the career that he had, the fact that he stayed in Buffalo afterwards, I mean, he is obviously a superstar, one of the goats of Western New York, but Allen is really ascended. Also, Jim and Josh actually have a really great relationship. Jim will be at practices. The two are always talking when they're around one another. Um, but let me tell you, Josh Allen has a cereal. He now has a coffee. You can't walk a block in Western New York without seeing something Josh Allen or the Bills. Yeah, that's amazing. Amazing. And the Bills Mafia, just uh, what they've done to, you know, to support him and you know, what all those things. It's just an incredible fan base. I'm from Philadelphia, and I thought our fan base was – uh, great, but you know, I think Buffalo Mafia, the Bills Mafia, is a lot better than my Eagles fans. They do a lot. They do a lot. I mean, they charity work and all that stuff. But uh, uh, yeah, looking at that game, I mean, as we said, the four turnovers, but there didn't seem to be any sense of panic uh, with the Bills. They, you know, they, they weren't bothered by all the ceremony. I, mean, I guess it was very hot out in LA uh, when you were out there. So, do you sense a? A, a nice confidence. I know it's just one game, but do you sense that this team is on a mission right now and, and they're going to be confident in completing that mission? I mean, I, I definitely think this team is on a mission. I mean, we watched how their season ended a year ago in the AFC Divisional Round in Kansas City against the Chiefs. The overtime game, I actually was fortunate enough to be at that game as well. I mean, that is talked about as one of the best NFL games and it coming down to, you know, that Chiefs touchdown to Travis Kelsey. That was heart 
heartbreaking to see that loss for this team because of how much they put into this season, where the expectations were, and that taste does not leave this this team's mouth. Like there is absolutely a chip on their shoulder. We'll talk to them press conferences in Orchard Park, and they'll say that was last year. This is this year. Let's be real. That's not how things work. No, like, no, that's, no. That's you know they have to say what they need to say, and it's totally respectable. And I understand that, but. You can't tell me that that's not on their mind, and especially going into the season because of them being Super Bowl favorites. You know, what we've seen from Stephon Diggs and the ascension of Gabriel Davis, one of their wide receivers. This team, what I loved about that Thursday night game was the game was tied at half, and Josh Allen, we asked him after the game, how are you feeling at halftime? And he said, I was happy because we had three turnovers and the game was still tied. And then talking to Stephon Diggs after the game, one of their star wide receivers, He said, look, we knew it wasn't anything the Rams were doing. It was what we were doing to ourselves. There wasn't a sense of panic. There wasn't a sense of, okay, we need to throw out the game plan. We need to do things completely differently. It was like, we just need to play our game. And that game is phenomenal. Defense, they were actually able to get a lot of pressure. That's something, the defensive line pressure is something they've kind of been missing in some of these more recent Bills teams. The addition of Von Miller has been huge in that. And then on the other side of the ball, it's, we always say in Western New York, let Josh Allen cook. Yeah. And you saw some of those long balls, and he was able to set that up through some short intermediate passes early on. The run game was also pretty solid as well. Josh Allen running the ball, which I know makes a lot of people very afraid, but he likes to be that dude. Uh, you know, Stephon Dick said after the game, Josh is a dog. And um, that in, in football is very complimentary. Yeah. And, you know, the way he was able to play the team itself, they flipped the switch. And, they're capable of doing that, and that's something that's important to see. I mean, you mentioned the, the loss last year to Kansas City. Of course, the year before they lost to the Kansas City in the AFC Championship yeah. game. But the way they We've lost We've been to Kansas City a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but the way they lost that game last year, I mean, they had that game won. The, the, the decision to you know, kick the ball in the end zone instead of squibbing it comes back to bite them. I mean, this, that could have been maybe – a moment that this team lost confidence in the coaching staff, but have I mean, but it doesn't seem like it. No, I don't. I don't think they did. And obviously, you know, Sean McDermott as the Bills' head coach, never nothing publicly has ever come out about that kind of last thirteen seconds. And when you're in Western New York, you literally have to like whisper mm-hmm. thirteen seconds because of the way that Bills game fell apart and the Chiefs were able to win it. But at the same point. I think while that was a devastating loss and it falls on the shoulders of McDermott being the head coach, I think the team is more prepared and feels rejuvenated and feels like, okay, you know, if you talk to the players after the game, that's one thing that's very, I feel like, unique about the team. Like, they don't believe it's one player or person's fault. Like, Josh Allen, after a game, even a great game, he'll be like, you know, I could have done this better and I could have done that better. Now, it's hard to ask Josh Allen to play a better game than the game he played in Kansas City against the Chiefs. But at the same point, I don't think at this point rehashing it, blaming anyone is going to do anything. And I feel like the team did a really good job of while remembering and being motivated how last year's season went down, they're not using that and it's not inflicting upon this season. And there's not any like old wounds from it, if that makes sense. But look, I mean, this team has so much confidence and, and, and that to me is also huge. Micah Hyde, one of the Bills safeties says that confidence is a hell of a drug. And I love it because (laughs) that is very true. Now the Bills have a lot of confidence, but I think also the way last year ended does keep them focused, which maybe for other teams, 
they wouldn't have a, as fresh of a reminder. Yeah. The chemistry, you mentioned Stefan Diggs, the chemistry between him and Josh Allen, that, that seems to get better and better each week. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's fun. It's cool to watch, honestly. They are – look, I've been covering the Bills now since Rex Ryan was the head coach, so it's been a little bit. My, but condo- my condolences. A- <laughs> yeah. So it's been it's been a while. There's been the ascension of this team, the ending of their playoff drought and stuff. But you know, when Stephon Diggs was traded to the Bills, you know things in Minnesota didn't exactly end well. Diggs was kind of tagged as a diva, and then for him to come to Buffalo and the buy-in. I mean, he's now. Last year was the first time he was named captain of any team, any football team he played on. Once again, he has that title like that means something and you can see the rapport between him and josh they're constantly joking around josh is uh, josh allen is one of those guys that he can hang out with anyone in the locker room that seems very apparent but him and Diggs, they just really are on the same page and that touchdown the back-breaking touchdown in that week one game that win against the rams and we talked to both guys after we're like you know what did josh say to you Diggs?" and he just said he, he told me to run as fast and as far as I could. And I know there's so much strategy and logistics and all that stuff that comes into football, of course. But I, I do believe there is that backyard element between the two because they do know each other so well. And look, there's not, not a whole – like, this is not L.A. This is not New York City. There's not a whole lot to do outside of football in Western New York up New York um, but at the same time I almost think that's been beneficial because these guys are just hanging around each other getting to know one another and that relationship and chemistry you can see it on the field as, as well uh, obviously there's been a um, change in offensive coordinators with uh, Brian Dable going to the Giants as a head coach Ken Dorsey's now in charge it just seems like a was there any concern about the transition because you know, after one game I know it's one game but it looked pretty good yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I think that was one of the reasons why it was so important to get off to a strong start, especially offensively, is just because, you know, I, I think the players were immensely confident in Ken Dorsey, and he's been around the team. He's been quarterback coach for Josh for a couple of years now, and then with Brian Dable uh, ascending to the head coach of the Giants job, it kind of made sense to have Dorsey take over the reins, but he had never called plays before, so that's obviously a huge question mark going into the season, um, but for them to get off to the start that they did, and again, it's that confidence builder. Look, there's adversity throughout the season. We all know that. There was adversity in that game, but I think for Ken Dorsey to kind of weather that storm and stick with what the Bills do best, and again, at halftime, there wasn't panic, and I think that, to me, says there's confidence there and there's calm. And I think you need those things. So for Ken Dorsey to get off to the start that he did, I think it just bodes well for this team. And if you look at the game plan, it's very similar to a Brian Dable called game. Like to me, it had the fingerprints of a Dable game. So I I think there's a lot of continuity there. And especially with Ken already being around the team, Dorsey, it makes sense to see that. So it was, it was nice to see for the team to be able to be like, okay, you know, we are are able to compete completely do this game plan and we can go from there so i think it was week one just in general was just a huge boost for this team because you know it's it's there's so much build up as you know especially they're opening the nfl season like all this stuff they got von miller in the off season um but for them to come out and play the way they did i just think that's it's a really important step because it is a long season but you know things can happen it's a week-to-week league and Mm -hmm. sometimes the narrative can shift and flip on you so I think it was just a really strong way to begin uh, the season. You just mentioned Von Miller. I mean, he won the Super Bowl with the Rams last year. What does he bring to the defense for the Bills? 
I mean, like he's won. That was his second Super Bowl. He spent a long time in Denver. It's just that experience. You know, Bills had brought in and they drafted in multiple years, like a defensive lineman and a pass rusher, a guy that they want to get that pressure on the quarterback. We've seen the Bills kind of struggle to do that. And you even saw it in that Chiefs game. That's kind of been the missing element to this team. And Von Miller, you know, him, just what he brings, the, again, confidence, the calm. He's really been a huge teacher, too. He's been talking with, you'll see him at practice, working with some of the younger defensive ends, these younger pass rushers, guys like Greg Rousseau, A.J. Epinesa, Boogie Basham. Um, I just think he's he's brought that element of he's been there before and he knows what it takes. And, I mean, the Bills had seven sacks against the Rams. Is, is that, do, like, can you do that every week? No. You can, but to be that disruptive sends a message around the league, and that is, like I talked about, it's kind of been a missing element to this team, so that, to me, says it bodes well, and I mean, the dude is just a a pro, like he really is. I've just been so impressed with his teaching, his demeanor, I mean, he has all the time in the world for us reporters, which some guys, you know, the higher up they get, that's not the case, which, you know, I, I understand that portion of it as well, but... He has been as advertised in him coming to Buffalo, so it's been cool to see. Bill's got Tennessee on one of the two Monday night football games that are taking place on Monday. The Titans are coming off what I think was a bad loss against the New York Giants in a game that seemed to be in control, and I think they made some strange calls on offense when they had some short situations. What do you expect Monday night? Obviously the home opener for the Bills. I mean, it's going to be a jacked-up crowd there. Oh, man. It's be, what's it going to be like? Yeah, you talk about a jacked up crowd. Like I, I, I will not be at that game. I'm going to be anchoring in studio at 13 Lamb, uh, but my coworkers will be. And I'm like, they actually, I kid you not, they are having a half day in some of the Orchard Park area schools in Buffalo oh, to accommodate game day traffic. Because that's how insane it's going to be. So that's just a taste right there if you're trying to picture it in your mind. Highmark Stadium is going to be rocking. Do I know how many tables are going to be broken? No. But at any number you set, I'm taking the over. Um, We know how passionate Bills fans are. And this is different because of the expectations on the season. Like, the Bills have not really had this. So it's going to be a very loud, a very passionate fan base there. Uh, Even Stephon Diggs was talking about it. He's like, we almost need to turn down the energy internally for the players because it's easy to get too hyped and kind of get too excited about things. Mm -hmm. But in terms of this Tennessee Titans team, they were the number one overall seed in the AFC last year. Had a early exit from the playoffs. To me, this team this year is just not as talented. They got rid of A.J. Brown. They drafted Traylon Burks. Uh, Robert Woods is one of their main receivers now. Derrick Henry, though, is still there, and he's still Derrick Henry. The, the, The Titans had that weird week one loss to the Giants. You're right. I completely agree. That, to me, was it was a shocking win for the Giants. I know a lot of Bills fans were very happy because former offensive coordinator Brian Dable has taken over in New York. So a lot of Western New York was cheering on that New York team. But at the same point, what I expect to see on Monday night is a more motivated, angry Titans team. But that being said, I think the talent level on the Bills is just that much better than this Titans team. I think this Titans season is going to look a little different because of those people not being there in terms of A.J. Brown and having a rookie wide receiver taking over. And Robert Woods is, you know, he's a nice receiver to have in your core, but he's not your number one guy. Um, So the one thing that I'm 
I would say concerned about is just injuries in terms of this Bills team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ed Oliver, one of their defensive linemen, Tim Settle, another one of their defensive linemen, they were not practicing this week. They're both nursing injuries. And then the Bills starting corner that's had the most experience, Dane Jackson, he also did not practice. So it's looking like two rookies will be starting uh, at corner for the Bills. It's Christian Benford and Kair Elam. So that is something that the Titans can exploit. Now, it's nice for this Bills team because they have veterans, veterans in terms of their safety duo, duo and Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Um, but I think it's going to be a game where you see this Titans team be disciplined, be physical. But I think this is an important game for this Bills team to win because Buffalo now is kind of looked at as a finesse team, high flying. They can get into those high scoring games. This to me could be a, a more grinded out type of game because of Derrick Henry and his rushing ability. And just, I mean, He's the same size as Vaughn Miller, and Vaughn Miller is a linebacker. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's hard to take down Derrick Henry. Um, but I think this is important for the Bills to show they can win this type of game. They can play that physical type of game. Um, but that being said, I still do have the Bills winning in this one. But Monday night's going to be fun. It's going to be loud. It's going to be the home opener. And, you know, Bills fans are very excited. Well, as, as a Philadelphia native and a Philadelphia Eagles fan, I'm certainly happy A.J. Brown's on my team now. So let's... Yes. I actually work with an Eagles fan, and he makes sure to remind us. He's like, yeah, A.J. Brown's gone. We're like, oh, really? Is he with Philly? He's like, yeah, how'd you know? I'm like, yeah. Talked about it nonstop. We actually have a whiteboard in our office. Mike Catalana, he's my sports director. Mm-hmm. Love him to pieces. But we have a whiteboard in the office days without mentioning the Eagles Super Bowl, and it never moves off of zero it literally never moves off of zero that man can work that in any way possible so i mean that's who who is that gentleman by the way uh mike catalana uh the the, the eagles fan mike catalana's the eagles fan yeah so he's He's, my boss he's a good man then he's a very good man (laughs) (laughs) well it's funny because and it just i mean we all know what a super bowl means to an organization buffalo has never won one they went to four back to back to back Back to back to back to back to start the 90s. They've never won one. You can talk about it forever. Flags fly forever. Banners fly forever. Buffalo's chasing that. But, yeah, uh, my boss makes sure to mention the Eagles won quite a bit. Tell tell your boss I I appreciate him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, one last question on the Bills, and we'll take a break and uh, talk about your career. But looking at the AFC East, I mean, Jets are are the Jets are bad. New England, you know, it looks like they're going to be awful this year. I mean, is Miami the only team that could – potentially challenge the Bills for the AFC East title? Yeah, I mean, that that week one game for Miami, New England, was just weird. It's just weird seeing New England be that out of sorts. I mean, the Bills beat up on the Patriots in the playoff game uh, here last season. But when I look at this Dolphins team, Tua catches a lot of flack. Doesn't have the arm strength. You know, he's not as tall, not as athletic. But when you have Tyree Kill, like, ah, I think, look, the Bills have been able to be extremely dominant in Miami. Something about Josh Allen playing against the Dolphins, he really does take over. But they're going to look different this year. Obviously, a new head coach as well. That's the team to me in the division where I'm like, okay. You used to go through the division and be like, they're going to sweep them, they're going to sweep them. That The Patriots might be a split. But now I kind of look at it as, okay, this Dolphins team, like they're looking different this year. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know if it's that the, the Patriots are really bad in that week one game or the Dolphins are really, really good. Obviously, we'll have to wait and see. But um, the Bills will be heading to Miami next week. So they have this Monday night game against the Titans. But then they're down in Miami. So we should get an answer pretty early on uh, about how good this Dolphins team is. 
Well, we'll take a quick break. We'll talk more with uh, Jenna Cottrell about her career and uh, uh, beating cancer. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. So, how are the kids? Well, Emily made the honor roll. Oh, good for her. Yeah, we're really proud of her. Tyler, on the other hand, though. What's going on? He's been moody lately, just feeling down and not like himself. Oh, we've been there. Nick was struggling last spring. He was so anxious and stressed. Really? What helped? Well, he joined the soccer team. And ever since, he's been a lot happier. He has more energy, he's less stressed, and he's definitely in a better mood at home. It's made a huge difference. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad he's getting out of the house, he's getting some exercise, and he's off his phone for once. It's been good for his mental health. Sounds like it's been good for your mental health, too. Participating in New York high school sports improves students' physical and mental health. Encourage your son or daughter to get involved. This message presented by NISFA and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. Hey, I'm Frank Caliendo, pretending to be Morgan Freeman, maybe even a little bit of John Madden or Robert Downey Jr., a comedian, impressionist, playboy, philanthropist, maybe not the last two. And you're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette sports editor Ken Schott. Welcome to back to the podcast. I'm Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Schott, joined by uh, Jenna Cottrell of WHAM TV, and uh, more importantly, a Saratoga Springs High School graduate from 2009. <laughs> uh, what was it like uh, going to? Did you play sports at Saratoga Springs? I did. I played soccer and lacrosse, and I technically was on the ski racing team, but I was absolutely deplorable and usually just in the lodge drinking hot cocoa. But I loved playing sports. I I was a blue streak. Um, I really like I sports really meant a lot to me. I mean, clearly I didn't I didn't know in high school I was going to make it my career, but I had so much fun just being a part of that community. And I brag about Saratoga literally all the time. <laughs> so I always love to get in. Um, it's funny growing up. I was like, yeah, Saratoga's OK. And then I left and I was like, wow, it's such a gem. I, uh, I love going back. And so it's it's been a lot of fun to be able to represent Saratoga in Western New York. Do you ever get back for the track season? Uh, so I was actually in town a couple weeks ago, supposed to go to Travers, and then my boyfriend and I, my family, we went to the Chris Stapleton concert, and it was jam packed. And we looked at each other on Saturday. We're like, I don't, I just want. We actually ended up going golfing because <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't know if I want to deal with a crowd. But my, I used to work at the track. Mm-hmm. So my first ever job, I was a sweeper, and I worked in the turf terrace, and that meant I had a dustpan and a broom, but I was in the turf terrace, which is a really nice restaurant, so I think it was like 16, and I would have to wear a um, tuxedo shirt and a clip-on bow tie, (laughs) and I would go around sweeping up the tickets, Um, so that was definitely... Uh, indoctrination to working at the track, but I did have a lot of fun, and I always love going. It's it's fun to dress up, and I can't say I'm a great gambler. Uh, all the money used usually goes towards getting a Hagen uh ice cream bar, but it's always fun to go check out, and I always recommend everyone going there. So, uh, how did you get involved, interested in becoming a sportscaster? So, it's kind of. Uh, I'll try to abbreviate the story. So, you mentioned in the introduction that I am a cancer survivor, mm-hmm. which I feel very fortunate for. So, I'm actually not the only person in my family who is a cancer survivor. Uh, my brother 
was diagnosed with leukemia. He's in, been in remission for a long time, but he was diagnosed when we were growing up. So I used to, you know, obviously, you know, stressful at home, stressful stuff going on. So I used to go play travel soccer. So when I would go to soccer practice, it was just like a really nice reprieve. My teammates cared, but when we were out on the field, you know, you have a task at hand, the camaraderie, the, you know, just the the excitement, the escape that sports offered. And that, you know, translated from me playing sports to then me watching sports. My family were all huge sports fans, my dad in particular. So when I went to college, I actually went to Syracuse and I, um, I was actually a psych major mm -hmm. because I just thought it was really fascinating. You know, my upbringing shaped so much about my life and I, Wanted to talk to people and get to know their backstory. And uh, I sat down and my freshman year in a 500-person lecture on psych. We were talking about Freud and theorems and how essentially the only jobs mostly are like research stuff. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, <laughs> I cannot do this. I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to talk to people. So um, I went home on uh, winter break my freshman year we were at one of my guy friend's house and we were actually had sports center on the tv and i was talking to them and i was like i don't know what i'm gonna do syracuse is a lot of money and one of my friends was like why don't you do this and he pointed to the tv and i was like that is really a great idea so i honestly had absolutely no idea syracuse had a great communication school when i applied there my freshman year like i truly did not know that mm -hmm. so um I learned once I got to the school, but I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So I applied uh, to the Newhouse School of Communication, which um, to transfer into that school, it's all based on GPA, which I don't know how I got in because <laughs> didn't have the uh, smoothest adjustment from high school to college. Um, but, yeah, as I say, like the rest is kind of history. So it just made sense. And I knew I always wanted to do sports because, uh, you know, I just I, – I, I feel like I lived firsthand, like how important they are. And just, like I said, the community aspects, the camaraderie, the escape, just having something to believe in. And then also for the players, like knowing how, how resilient the human body is. And then when I myself got sick, it was really, really amazing for me in terms of going back to work. It just felt very cathartic to be able to be surrounded by so much positivity. So, um, yeah, I was never expecting to do this job literally ever i feel like a lot of people in the industry have home movies of them reading the news at like four uh that was not me but i'm really happy to be here and it's been a really fun ride so far was there any anybody who influenced you i mean did you idolize anybody as, as you got involved with the program it's like you know you obviously i think of linda Cohn for espn is one of the big uh probably people that influence women as broadcasters yeah, I mean, I would say definitely her. I feel like there's just a handful. It was just really nice to see women on TV doing that job. And it's like, yeah, that's the job that I want to do. And now, I mean, the industry is so different. It's it's great that it's, you know, there's so many more women. There's so much more representation. Um, I don't really think there's anyone directly in particular. I just think it was taking bits and pieces from everyone mm -hmm. in, like, the best way. I feel like I can be a little sarcastic. I can be a little feisty. I can be myself on TV. And I yeah. think, and I thank all the women that kind of paved the way for women in my generation and even younger to be able to have the role that we have and the voice that we have, because it's just, it's just awesome to see that, you know, everyone is a sports fan. So I think it's important to have everyone represented in the media. So I, I just think it's really cool to see that. 
How long have you been at WHM? So this is my seventh year, which is crazy to me because I thought I would be here for like two. Like I was like, oh, I'll do my – so if people don't know in TV year, it's all contract work. So I have to sign a contract every couple of years. Um, but if I'm being completely honest, I got sick in the middle of one of my contracts. So then I had to extend. And I'm really thankful I have because, I, I mean – in terms of me personally, I got very fortunate because when I was diagnosed with cancer, Rochester, I had, I had lymphoma, um, which Rochester has a world-renowned lymphoma clinic. So, I mean, the odds of that are, you know, I, I, that's, not, I, that's not something that I take lightly. I just think that there's, you know, you're supposed to be places for a reason. And then um, I've had other jobs reach out to me, but I just... I honestly love covering the bills. It matters here. Mm-hmm. The team is really fun and getting to cover an athlete like Josh Allen is been really, really cool. And I feel very fortunate and I love my station and the people I work with. So, and I'm only three and a half hours away from home. Yeah. So it's kind of worked out well, but uh, again, something I never saw coming. I never thought I would be in Western New York for as long as I have, but it's been such an amazing experience. And I do feel really fortunate to have a, a community that really cares so i love it here i don't know how long i'll be here i mean i have no idea i could be here the rest of my life yeah. i could leave you know in two years but it's just been an amazing amazing experience and i feel really thankful for it and you got some good sports in rochester too with the red wings baseball club and the uh, rochester americans american hockey league team which is coached by former rpi head coach uh, seth appert Yes, actually, Seth Appert and I talked about that because I did not realize that initially when you, I was like, oh, RP, okay. Um, so, yeah, we, we've discussed that. But, yeah, there's plenty of sports here. You know, the Amherst, we cover the Sabres as well, like you said, the Red Wings. Um, so it's fun. There's always something going on. And like I said, it just, you know, I was out in L.A. last week, and it was cool to go to the game. SoFi is beautiful. But Rams fan, it felt like a, like a fancy I don't, I don't know how to say it, but like Rams fans were there, but as soon as things started, didn't start going their way, it was like, all right, we're leaving, yeah. like all this stuff. Whereas for Bills fans, it's just, you're there. They If they go to the game, they're there to the end of the game, and they're so passionate about their team. So it's, it was really cool to see other fan bases, and I get to travel a lot of times with the team, which is cool. Um, but yeah, I just, I really, I really do enjoy my time here. So it's been, it's been fun. Let's talk a little bit more about the uh, cancer situation. When you first learned of the diagnosis, uh, what was your initial reaction? Oh, my God. I mean, I was I was 25, um, and I, I, I honestly describe it as, like, the scene in a war movie where the bomb goes off, and you, he- you see someone talking to you, but you just, your brain just, it's deafening silence. Like, it was so unexpected I mean I hadn't been feeling well and I knew something was wrong but I had run a half marathon not even six months before that like I again I I really try to work out and eat healthy and do all the things that you're supposed to do um so it was just it was so shocking and then I honestly felt guilty for making my parents like have to go through this again you know because they'd already gone through it with my brother so it just was, it was like a really big mix of just, uh, it was a, it was really sad. It was really sad. It was really hard. Um, but I learned so much about myself and the, um, person that I want to be. And I, I honestly, now in the position that I'm in, 
feel fortunate because I have a very, I, I was able to be treated at such a fantastic facility and there's been so many advancements in cancer therapy that, you know, I'm here today. But I also think that I had a really impactful lesson of like the person I want to become and I got that at a, in an early age. So I, I try to look at everything with the glass half full. Sometimes I'm successful in that. Other days it's a little bit harder. Um, but I think it's it's absolutely changed my life. And I would like to think that I, you know, just savor things a little bit more. And I, I sometimes my friends laugh at me because I'll be like crying at a beautiful sunset. But like that, you just, you appreciate things differently. Um, so, and I, I feel fortunate that I get to do that you know, with, whereas there's so much beauty in this life if you take a second to look. So I feel fortunate to have learned that lesson when I did. And completely cured? Completely cured. Actually, this year was five years. So oh, great. Completely cured in remission. I, um, it's been a long road, and I just I can't thank my family enough, you know, my family, my friends, the people I work with. Like, it was a really challenging experience, like I said, but I felt like I had the world behind me and and I know a lot of people are not as fortunate so it's it's again it's just a perspective changing type of thing and um yeah I just I feel really grateful for my life and the people in my life well Janice will give me I'll give you a chance here to promote your social media platforms where can people find you and all that stuff go ahead uh yeah you can check us out on buffalo plus we have a youtube channel if you want to watch uh from the capital district area then if you want to follow me on twitter uh my handle is at jenna cottrell um uh, my last name is c-o-t-t-r-e-l-l um yeah i mean we have so much fun we're always talking bills we're talking afce stuff as well if you're if you are a patriots fan if you happen to be one um but no we really enjoy what we get to do and we've had really good feedback so um we're hoping to continue to build the youtube page we also have the podcast you can find wherever you listen to podcasts um on buffalo plus is the title so yeah to check us out and we would really appreciate that well jen i appreciate you spending some time with me talking about the bills talking about your career and uh, beating cancer uh Again, thank you, and we'll keep in touch, and uh, yeah, we'll maybe talk down the road. Maybe uh, we'll have a Bills Eagles Super Bowl in February. <laughs> yeah, hey, if the Bills are there, we'll be talking about it. So thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right, that's Jenna Cottrell, and then that wraps up this edition of the podcast. If you have questions or comments about the podcast, email them to me at shot, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at dailygazette.com. Follow me on Twitter at Slapshots. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of Gazette newspapers, or I should say the Daily Gazette Company. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of the Daily Gazette Company. I'm Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Schott. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good football. <laughs>